I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Games of significant importance keep coming around for Sunderland. We just need to win one now. Pondering whether or not we can do that in the studio with myself, Stephen Goldsmith, and Gareth Barker this evening is Damien Spellman of the Press Association. You okay, Damien? I'm very well, thanks to you guys. Yep, good stuff. Roker Reports' Craig Clark is back in as well. I'm expecting lots of formation chats and system suggestions from you, Craig, tonight. Is that all right? I've used it all up. Sorry, <laughs> I've got nothing left. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna we're gonna hear every we've we've all read it now. We're gonna hear it. We're gonna hear it from you in person. Right, start the Crystal Palace game. Don't know how much there is to say about this one, really. Predictable is one word I would say. Gareth, is anything that we did learn? I think pretty much everybody in the studio last week thought the game would finish nil-nil uh, with maybe either side nicking a goal and pretty much out panned out, wasn't it? Anything do anything from the game you can take at all? Probably going to have to try something different to try and win games. That's because, simple. Well, yeah, I mean... Because po- Poyet's sort of leading us to believe that you know we keep going like we are and it's going to sort of correct itself. If they take the chances, yeah, but how do we create enough chances to 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 narrow it down for the quality we've got to take them? If you know what I mean, you know how many chances is it going to take for how many Barini going to need two, three chances to take one? Are we going to create two or three clear good chances in a game? Probably not. So, and you saw first half Fletcher didn't offer a lot, and out the door did okay second half actually, but they did sort of deliver more balls into the box. I thought. Um, sort of a bit more crosses they went a bit more direct when they got wide rather than trying to work it back over in the first half you saw that I think particularly Fletcher was getting in the box a lot more um, but yeah I think it might be time to have a think about how to utilise the best options that we've got f- from a goal threat perspective and try and incorporate them into the team So what was going to happen this result Damien was it? I mean we were just speaking there and saying you know it, it doesn't help when Crystal Palace Sunderland don't create that many chances to start with as a side and if Crystal Palace has set out to not let you have any chances then it's it's always going to be tough isn't it it is I mean I thought Sunderland started quite well actually in the first half they did have chances but there were half chances you know, I think Fletcher had three there was a header that came off his shoulder there were a couple he tried to back heel from crosses that were slightly behind him but they're the sort of things that were going in last season for him um, and then it the longer you go the more tense it gets even the chance Altidore had he miscontrolled it at first when he should have really been through on goal and then Barini was pretty unfortunate close to the end there having said that they could have lost it at the death because if the <laughs> Gashwi puts a bit of bend on that one it snakes inside the far post and it's it's no point so yeah it's, it's that tight unfortunately you could hear collective groans when that chance <laughs> <laughs> fell around in the stadium couldn't yeah. you Craig I'm, I'm going to get on to Fletcher and Altidore Fletcher first picked up an injury again have you ever, can you ever remember a player who's sort of stuck was at a high and then dropped as alarmingly as it has within the second season. I know putting a lot of this down to the fitness aspect, um, but I don't know. Can you can you put your finger on it? Well, I, I don't think anybody can really. Another example, obviously not at Sunderland, but somebody like Andy Carroll or you know the the plethora of players Liverpool signed for big money in the Dalglish spell recently, and I think you know Carroll is a and actually a weirdly decent comparison in terms of fitness it's not there with him either is it and he's now at a club where you'd think it would work for him he's partnered with Nolan again who you know at Newcastle when they were together it worked so well because Nolan fed off him brilliantly and West Ham obviously on Allardyce go along whereas here with Fletcher not only the fitness issues we don't play the style of football that would maybe suit him but as um, was mentioned we did put crosses into him on the, on Saturday but what was his like he spent too much time flicking his foot at stuff instead of trying to put his foot through the ball and I Taking found that infuriating yeah like it, he always seems to go for that fancy kind of flicked attempt and it, it's very frustrating to watch and 
he was getting into decent positions. What does that say, Gareth? Because I read something from Don Hutchison this week. I think it was in the journal, wasn't it? Um, and he was saying how centre forwards particularly uh, play on confidence, which is which isn't a new sort of theory. We all, you know, we're all aware of this. However, if what Craig's saying there it is worth noting that Fletcher's trying little flicks and fancy stuff, then that just that, is, that isn't the sign of somebody who's low on confidence generally, or or is it? Yeah. We're <laughs> does my head in that does it infuriates is that this back heel thing Fletcher's got a problem with it because he does it all the time <laughs> even when he connects with it he gives it away like he, he always wants to back heel it and could, like, could that be seen as passing the book or is it is it, is it know, conf- somebody casu- in confidence Can I would you- say too casual too ca- if you're a striker and you look at I mean Altidore's a prime example I guess in the second half where he got the ball down turned and hit it and the only goal Alador's scored is when the ball it's came just, into his feet yeah. and he's turned in it. Yeah. And like you look, you're fle- thinking Fletcher's got two opportunities there to gather the ball in, and turn and have a shot on goal, and he's got a better chance of scoring than trying to flick balls that aren't aren't on. And I don't know why he's, he does that. With the Alador one, though, um, to be fair, his initial touch was pretty appalling, and that's why he had to turn and shoot because. Again, it's another player. But at least who, he sort of rectified know. the situation. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, mean, fair play to him for doing that. If he tried but to back heel it, he wouldn't have created the chance. No, and ironically, the one time he, well, one of the times he back heeled it, it actually set a goal up yeah. in Newcastle. It was that was an effective use of a clever piece of fancy footwork, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from Altidore. I think that's one of the things yeah. he's good at, though. Well, like, that touches okay. in and touches when well, you're around. Yeah. Close to him, yeah. I mean, in terms of flicking it behind one heel, you don't see him do that all the time. Um, but you compare that to when Fletcher's doing them like against Man City in the cup final. There was one; it was down by the sort of uh, touchline, and he, he he could have just passed the ball, but he has to flick one foot behind the other. And like you say, I don't know; I have no idea what it's born out of. I don't know if it's an attempt to build his confidence or something, but it's a complete waste of time. Mm. We're talking about Alador there, dear. I mean, you, you, we've all just mentioned now that you know it was a poor first touch. It, that sort of evolved into a chance for himself but I, I thought we, we were all waiting for a reaction from Atladore after being left out the squad in the cup final when he came on and sort of as we say rectified a bad situation got a shot away as Gareth just said it was similar to the goal he scored against Chelsea after a moment I started to think this this could have been his time I was kind of thinking no oh, this is him making a making a statement but it's, he sort of reverted back to type after that didn't he the lad's desperate for a goal, isn't he? He's, you know, he's a big, strong lad, and he tries. But you know, sometimes he just, for me, doesn't, isn't doing his work in the areas he he should be. He was in the right place at the right time for that particular chance, and unfortunately, his first touch let him down, and his second touch recovered it, it was pretty well. But I think if you, if you're going to play a big, bustling lad like him, get him in in the last ten, twelve yards, get him in front of goal. That's where he's going to do damage. I'm just not convinced. He's a finisher, whereas the one thing you would say about Stephen Fletcher, although it didn't look it on Saturday, but he is a finisher. He's scored goals all his career. You know, he won't be a 20-25 goal a season man, but he will be a 12-15 goal a season man. And, you know, that kind of form in these last, you know, 11 games could be absolutely vital to Sunderland. But he, he hasn't, but to be, you know, with Fletcher, I don't know if, I know what you're saying, and he has scored goals before he came to Sunderland, but I don't know if it's just become a bit, a little bit of a, a myth about him being a goal scorer, a natural goal scorer, because when's the last time he scored a goal? I mean, I know he's he's been in and out, he's been injured and that, and if you look at his record at Sunderland, he scored a large portion of his goals that he scored at Sunderland in the first, like, 10 games, and then after that, he's got about four or five goals in about but 40 I, games. When he was at Wolves the season before we signed him, mean, I think he had the best shot to to goal ratio. Mm. It was yeah. interesting, though, that was the season that went down, and yeah, yeah. he was left out a lot. He came off the bench yeah. quite a lot, and... I mean, I know this is sort of just um, anecdotal evidence, but if, uh, someone was telling me they'd been speaking to a Wolves fan who said he looked exactly like this when they went down. He had that sort of disinterested body and sort of body language, and and he wasn't scoring freely. And, and he, mm. it was Doyle up front, not Fletcher. Yeah. In, in his defence, though, with both Burnley and Wolves, he was playing in teams playing poorly with a lack of confidence. Mm. So how many True. chances was he, was he going to get? Well, the same, yeah. Now, isn't well, exactly, it? it's a, exactly, a fair yeah. point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, you know, but he's also. I remember when he scored against us for Burnley at the stadium. He came on as a substitute. Right. Mm. I remember that. Um, and he scored. Did he score about six or seven goals for Burnley? Yeah, but that, that yeah. was his, he was quite young. That was, that was his, first, his transition yeah, the to the old Premier League club, wasn't it? From yeah, Scotland, I mean, yeah. I was a big fan of Fletcher. Um, I, I had, I, 
I banged the Fletcher drum a lot before we signed yeah. him, yeah. Well, really, even when we got him, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was happy with it. I really wanted him to come, but <coughs> I was just very disappointed in him. Like, just some of that, it's that stuff that he does. It's it's lack of care. Decision making again. Yeah. I mean, people always talk about pace in the modern game. Decision making. You know, you make the right decision, you don't need to be quick. Well, a key you know, example on, on the weekend, that running through and, and t- electing to shoot from 35, 40 yards mm. with options either side. I know he's desperate for a goal, but we're pilloried um, Wickham for it. And Fletcher's a more experienced player who should know better, really. Yeah, I think the Wickham one was a bit more obvious, but it was definitely the right it's option. Similar, yeah. yeah. It's definitely the right option to play him in. And I think Poyet sort of absolved him a bit after the game, didn't he? He kind of said... Uh, well, he's desperate for a goal, and you need—you know—he's a striker, and he wants to score and stuff like that. I know maybe he was just trying to be kind to him because he'd got that injury, and it's going to be a blow. Like to to his con—I mean, that will be a blow to your confidence, I guess. The fact that you can't get keep fit and stay on the pitch. It's, does it almost talking about Fletcher and that at all? Epitomise the the side almost that you know the the fact we keep mentioning we're struggling to break teams down. Everything has to be precise and meticulous. You know, there's the old sort of cliche trying to walk the ball into the net, isn't there? And I think, you know, generally well organised sides who have little goal thread, I think back to the Sunland side that went down 96, 97 mm. was similar. You're almost looking at the side, aren't you? I mean, when you, when you watch other sides, their centre forwards or their creative midfield players create something out of nothing, Craig. And it seems an easy thing to say, but, you know, when are these international players got to take responsibility Adam Johnson done it in January and Gus Poyet was driving at that in the media the other day wasn't he saying mm. how if one of our players put in a player of the month performance it could help the team along and you you feel like we need that don't you because it's just when they're ticking over the way they are at the moment we're just not quite there we haven't quite got enough have we well it's interesting given that we're, we have this sort of sort of meticulous team ethic the whole thing's based around it, the team yeah. And he's asking an individual mm-hmm. to turn up. Because and, it needs to, yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying yeah, that there's yeah. anything wrong with that, but that suggests that, yet again, it's the fact that, yeah, we're playing reasonably well as a team, but the individuals are simply not good enough to create the level of or number of chances that are required to win the games, that playing in this fashion. Now, we've talked about systems before with, with largely the same group of players, and they always revert back to the mean. It doesn't matter whether they're keeping possession letting the other team have possession. We don't have pace, like as, as has been mentioned. We have two strikers in Fletcher and Altador who, in my opinion, are, well, especially, I suppose, more Altador. I, I just think Fletcher will... I'm, we're not seeing a lot from him full stop, but with Altador, it's far too reactive. Like I've seen a few people say, well, Key isn't... Fa-, and I've said it myself, actually. He doesn't often find that through ball. He looks our best midfielder, and he, and he is, probably, but he doesn't find that through ball. Because the centre forward isn't looking for it. If he went for the through ball, which I think he did on the weekend, and it went to nobody, because there's just a complete lack of movement. He, well, he created the chance with the through ball for Barini. Well, that's true. Did, yeah. When when we yeah. did have the movement, exactly that that yeah. comes of it. But that was one moment. Mm. I, th- I, th- I think you make a good point that talk about pace, and it's not just pace of players. It's it's the speed of play. You know, the ball moves quicker than the man, and if you're not moving the ball quickly, people get set up and organised behind you, back in the two banks of form, then they're more difficult to break down. Then it's a matter of of confidence as well. Who wants to take the responsibility of having the shot? And like Craig's just said, Dad, I mean, the point you're making there about not moving the ball quickly. And Craig's just made a point that it doesn't matter who the manager is, you know, O'Neill, Decanio, Poyet. We're back to that again, aren't we? Not moving the ball quickly enough. Um, again, you watch sides better than us. So, you know, okay, they're better than us for a reason. They've got better players than us. But generally, Gareth, when Steve Bruce is here, and people know what I think about Steve Bruce as a manager. But, you know, we move the ball quickly then. I think Jordan Henderson had a lot to do with that, mind, because mm. of how quickly he moved the ball. But we're back to that, aren't we? It doesn't matter if we play without the ball. Largely like we did on O'Neill, or we play a possession game with Poyet, it's back to that problem. We're not moving mm. the ball quick enough in the middle of the park. Well, under, under Bruce, I don't think it's any surprise that we had our best spell when Darren Bent was playing up front, and it's easier to move the ball quickly to when you've got it's one pass to the forward run off the shoulder, and that's the way they played. All play was geared towards getting Darren Bent in, and when you look at the statistics, the amount of goals we scored with Bent in the team and the amount of scores we scored goals we scored without Bent in the team were the same. He didn't score any more than anybody else. He just scored more than his fair share. So it was all built towards that. Um, I think the the problem we dealt with, we deal with 
again you come back to it the players did was it last week you mentioned maybe that the players are kind of pulled the wool over our yeah, yeah. eyes again maybe for mm-hmm. a period could that be level, starting level at that it's sort of the new or? manager syndrome isn't it but, but that's what I was yeah, driving yeah. at yeah I mean it was that comment actually that I'd been thinking about today uh, it, that wool over <laughs> the eyes thing it was it crossed my mind um, during the day I was and I'm glad I don't make an impression on no, people well <laughs> it, it's not ju- but then again we do have the odd other player available to us but so is it, is it is it uh, an ability issue or an application issue then? Because these are, these are in, these are, well <laughs> the, these are international players though, and you, you know you're thinking where where when is somebody going to take responsibility? Like we've just been driving on it, because Poyet's been driving on it. You know when are one of these players going to sort of stick the chest out and well, say you know leave this to me? They haven't, but they haven't done that throughout their careers here. So would you argue? Barini's trying to, yeah. I think. Would you argue that? I don't know what everyone else thinks, but. The international players things it's a it's an interesting angle on things because I've said it before about Seb Larsson he's got what 50 odd caps for Sweden um, you know he's a regular starter I think he played right back in their last game so I don't know if that's just because I want to incorporate him because he's filling in would you argue maybe that international football maybe isn't this pinnacle a lot of the teams you play are in friendlies where often teams are changed um, and the competition's weaker, or you know, is is the are you, are you playing against teams like San Marino, Andorra, etc. more regularly? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, comparatively, yeah. it's probably tougher in the Premier League than it is. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. So almost like you know, I don't think international football is really a, a yardstick for these players to be judged by because I don't think they're probably tested regularly enough when they play international football. Who's so saying that they play well for the national exactly, sides as and well? There's, there's that. Another, I mean, well, Jack Marini obviously is very yeah. popular in the Italian national side and he's scored goals regularly for them. But I, I, take, don't know. I, take, I totally take your point. But what I would say, Damien, is, or what I would argue, is that a lot of these sides near the bottom of the table have English players and foreign players who aren't even at that level I understand totally what you're saying yeah. that, you know the fact that Seb Larson fits in for Sweden every now and again doesn't make him yeah. a great player but, but if, you if know if, if you're if it, relatively comparing teams around us mm. we still have on paper a stronger squad than a lot of those but sides. if those if those players were of that nation would they be getting picked for their national side what the Eng- a lot of the English players yeah well say if Larson was English would he get a game for England not a chance and yeah. England aren't great so if you look at, but if you take two players out of Palace, Tom back, players. If you take two players out the Palace backline, and make them Swedish, would they get in the Sweden team? Scott Dan probably would. Yeah, people like that. So really, Scott well, Dan. Who, who plays the centre back? I, I don't know. I'm not a Swedish. But I'm just. Uh, it, that's no, just they're, they're, they're just like you know. I don't well, know. What, I don't know what you think. To be fair, though, I mean Sweden have qualified for the yeah. the World Cup, haven't they? They finished yeah. second in a group with Germany, Austria, and the Republic of Ireland. So didn't, didn't they go out against Portugal? No, they, they beat Austria in the. Was that no, was, was oh, that sorry, in, sorry. Yeah. Yes, in the qualifier. Sorry, I mean they the, the got to the yeah. uh, the, playoffs, the playoffs. Sorry, is what no, I meant. Sorry, sorry. Um, was it Ronaldo? Yes, that's that's right. correct. Yeah, 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 no, you're right. That's you're spot on, right? But uh, but yeah, what I meant was the finished mm. second and, in the group and, and the regular yeah. qualifiers. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just. I don't saying. know why this conversation is diverting us Seb Larson and Sweet. It always goes to Seb, though, doesn't it? The pool. Moved on from Philip. We used to have a section for Philip Bardsley. Yeah. Should we talk about Phil Bardsley? Has anybody got anything to say about <laughs> Phil Bardsley, just to keep it consistent? Well, if you want to talk about... Another thing that was anno- annoys me a bit about us at the moment is um, there was a moment where Kia lashed a shot mile. Not the one on the volley, there was an- another shot that he just lashed over the bar from about 30 yards, and there was the Fletcher one. Bardsley, I know he's a right-back, but he gets a chance in the box, and he takes about 10 touches, then falls over looking for a penalty. I don't know whether it was or not. Mm. It wasn't even on match of the day. But it's just that... There seems to be a disinclination to shoot in the box. Just why are they so the keen? used to do that too much, if anything. Yeah, but no, from outside the yeah. box, he'll lash it miles over the bar. But when as soon as they get in the box, they seem to choke. That's another thing that's That's why I keep getting back to the point, is it an ability issue or applications without trying to get too deep into you know, the, the sort of pragmatics about whether Sweden are a good national team or not. <laughs> I was kind of just saying, you know, do we have enough in our squad to sort of to expect more from those players confidence I suppose is key isn't it 
Well, it's, a, it's a massive thing. I think the other thing you've got to take into account is the opposition as well, which is one of the reasons, you know, I think Sunderland have fared better away from home because at home the onus is on them to go and break teams down and perhaps they haven't got the wherewithal to do that. But away from home when the team's coming at them, they can get in behind and there's more space and, you know, somebody like Adam Johnson can exploit then, you know, what little pace there is in the team because there's not a great deal of pace in the squad but I suppose he is one of the quicker ones Barini's sharper um, and I think they find it a little bit easier at home yeah. having said that the opposition they've got away from home in the next five or six games is not great it's like, you've been, it's like you've been listening to the podcast every week Damon <laughs> <laughs> we see that week in week out we're like broken records that's a good link actually to finish this segment and we're going to come back and talk about the Norwich game I've deliberately held back from Fabio Barini playing down the middle because that's pretty much going to take up a lot of the, the next <laughs> section of the show, I would have thought. So we'll come back and we're going to speak to Gary Gowers. Okay, we're joined now by Gary Gowers from My Football Writer. Gary's a freelance writer, also. Gary, this is a bit like deja vu for us and Norwich. Um, when Gareth and I sort of started this podcast adventure a year ago or so. We, Norwich was one of the first games. We had you on then. We were sort of losing right. the will to live at that, at that moment. <laughs> you were kind of just sitting a couple of places above us. It's all coming back. Yeah. Like, it's all coming back, it's, isn't it? Real Tejavu real, real stuff. This, uh, yeah, exactly. We, um, you know, <laughs> it's traumatic. I think that's the best way to describe our season. And you, you'd probably say the same. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Twelve months on, we're, we're in very similar positions, and uh, yeah, it's going to be an hour The obvious difference, of course, you're at Carroll Road this time around. Um, how's the sort of media building this game up? What's the atti- what's the perception from the fans down there? Surely, a must-win game, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must. If I had a pound for every time I had must win, I'd I'd, I'd be I'd be a millionaire by now. That's um yeah. That's the, the local pressure at the end, as, as you'd expect, and don't happen to. Uh, a must win, which it is. Um, same for you. <clears throat> so I think the real the real barometer will be whether um, before the game the club decide to try a few legends onto the pitch and and give the fans clappers, those clapper things, because that's what they did last oh, season on the run in. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and so and so on Saturday, if if Dan Huckabee and Dion Devlin walk out onto the pitch just before the game, accompanied by the clappers, you know the club are going for it. And I, and, and I suspect that's what's going to happen. So that's that's the sort uh, of. The, the tactics to try and get the crowd up for is it? No Dahlia. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just yeah. give Dahlia a mic and get her to come on the pitch. Not that well, just give, yeah, that's right, exactly. That probably would work better actually. No, that, that is what happened. Actually, is what happened at the end of last season when we had a, a similar sort of um, bum squeak and running, if you like. And uh, yeah, it, it worked last season. So I suppose I think we we're in the realms of trying anything, and I suspect they'll do the same thing again. And, and yeah, the local press will be built up into a, a cup final. I'm going to have to sort of keep an eye on this, how this develops now. Uh, Wouldn't you be doing that anyway? <laughs> I, I, no, I mean before, pretty oh, much, right, the okay. clappers and, and stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, something that's quite important to Sunderland, uh, which will dictate the way we play and probably the outcome of the game, is how Norwich will set up now. Is it safe to assume, because because you're at home, you're going to come out and have a go at us because Sunderland notoriously struggled to break sides down that's set up defensively yeah. first first and foremost but with you know for example if this match was at the Stadium of Light I'll be a lot more concerned yeah. than I am the fact that it's a Carroll Road so no, I know it's going to I know it's going to come out the blocks at us yeah you, you make a good point I, I, I think I will I mean Heaton you may, you, you may or may not know he's, 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 you know, he's, uh, his default position is to, to be cautious and defensive yeah <clears throat> And, and certainly away from home, that's, that's you know very much what's what's been what's been happening, and you know much much to the sort of angst of a lot of the supporters. But at home, to be fair, yes, well, I mean our home record is actually quite good, mm. and, that, and that's usually been born of a sort of high tempo on front foot type of approach. And so on Saturday, I think I think they will. I think they'll probably play one up front. Um, I've got no idea who that will be because he seems to alternate between Van Wolfswinkel and Hooper, so it could be either. But he'll play he'll play one up top. He'll probably play a number ten, which. Probably will be house and could be Wesley hand Hard to say, but but it, it will be sort of with an, with an idea to to get on the front foot and uh, throwing bodies forward early on. So as you say, which which actually could could you know play into your hands. Is it going to be a, a possession game then in, in the middle of the park from Norwich' point of view? Or are they going to try and get yeah. the ball, move the ball up quickly? 
they'll try and shift the ball quickly. Um, if, if, you'd, if you'd have watched us the last three weeks, and we've got um, Brady Johnson and Alex Petty in centre and midfield, um, you know, if, if they're trying to play a possession game, they're failing miserably because they're, 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 they're a couple of bruisers, really. And uh, they both put the foot in and they both give 110%. Um, but if you want them to keep the ball, then you, you've, got, you've got the wrong two guys in there. So I think they'll, I think they'll try and move the ball quickly at that pace. It won't be a sort of uh, a quick, quick, slow type build-up at all. That'll be on the front foot, uh, in the faces type approach, I think. Right. You touch up on the point there, Damien, that this is the kind of game that would suit Sunderland. From what Gary's saying there, it sounds ideal for us because... I think everybody, every man is dog new. Sunderland, was, Crystal Palace was going to be nil nil last week. Now we've seen Sunderland go to um, Fulham and to Newcastle against sides who were trying to get the ball up quite quickly, come out the blocks at us, and you know both resulted in convincing wins. So mm. on paper, this one should be all right. Well, well, on paper, yes. But I suppose what we need to remember is that they played very, very well on both those occasions as well. So that. They need to produce a similar level of performance. I do think, if, when, when, as I was saying earlier, when there's, when there's room in behind teams, they are far more effective. What I would say, though, is I, I saw Wes Houlihan play for Ireland earlier this month against Serbia, and he was superb sliding the ball in down the yeah. side of the centre-backs, and that's a real threat. If he, if he finds his range, he picks out passes that other people don't see, um, and it, then I suppose it's whether Hooper or Van Wolfswinkle can finish them, but he will be a real threat. Having said that, John O'Shea would know an awful lot about Wes Houlihan, so you would uh, hope he would... Pass him on to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he scored, he scored against us last season, didn't he? And did he? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's he got a header, actually. I think. Yeah, header at the back post from a corner. He did. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I'm actually, um, to be fair, I'm not convinced that he'll actually start because, um, you know, he's, he's had he had his problems in January. He he, he wanted desperately to go to Villa, mm. and he, he didn't go to Villa, and he had a little bit of a strop. And did the, yeah, um, did he did he score at Villa Park and didn't celebrate? And that <laughs> no, didn't go down very well, did it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the, the oddest thing ever. He he, he scored. He scored. And, didn't celebrate against the team he wants to play for. How about that? <laughs> and um, but uh, actually, that was the, that was the last time he started, and he hasn't started since. He, he, he tends to um, sort of drag on midfield without him. And um, actually, not quite true. He has played one since, but he's not, he's not featured regularly. And um, I'm not convinced he'll start on Saturday, which I think again will probably play into your hands. He, he likes he likes to um, fill the midfield, and I suspect Johnny Houston will be the one to play um, just in front of Teddy. And Bradley Johnson, um, um, and so uh, and so, we, uh, and without him, we do miss the sort of slide with real passes that you just described. Mm. Um, yeah, we're, we're not very inventive. Regarding your stri- regarding your strikers, um, obviously we've got Altador, who's been a bit of a, a sort of reasonably expensive flop, and Van Wolfsing will cost about the same, didn't he? And Hooper not far yeah, off. N- neither of those seem sure to be doing well. Cost minute. Yeah, women. Uh, Van Wolfswinkel was eight, eight and a half million, I think. Oh, a bit more than Aldo was about six. Was he okay? So he's he's, he's less than Van Wolfswinkel, but more than Hooper because he's about five. Um, and uh, they've they've scored one goal. Uh, sorry, six goals between them. Van Wolfswinkel scored one, which was on the first game of the season. And so, I, I, I think I understand Aldo has been sort of been derided a bit at the stadium of light. Is, is that right? Yeah, yes. small moments. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think Wolfswinkel had an injury, so he, he probably uh, his honeymoon period has lasted a little bit longer. But um, I think the, the patience is wearing fairly thin. Have you got um, Elmander as well? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, we've got another non-goal scoring striker. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he he scored two goals in the Capsule One Cup at the beginning of the season. Has has failed to add to that since. That would so be we've good. got three we've got three strikers, six goals between them, which I think actually is the crux of the of the problem. You know, this is why we are where we are. Definitely be nil nil if it's uh, if all five of them Hooper and Fletcher and Altador <laughs> and Elmander and all them play. If maybe if if both teams come to an agreement to play, like the friend, we'll bring the friendly cup in. We'll say right, we'll play all of these strikers who can't score, and then um, what if what, one of them will get one surely in the game, and if a few of them score and it's a three all draw. Then it builds the confidence, and then we can go away into the yeah, back right, end yeah, of the season. Yeah, we both go both go away happy, then, yeah. can't we? Yeah, mm, I just get the impression. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just that that's, that's, that has been the crux of the problem. Hooten's, you know, for, for all his faults, he brought these guys in expecting a few girls at least. You know, you like you like to think you'd get double figures between the three of them, and it just hasn't happened. And 
it's just you know crucified him really all right come back to the the studio here craig talking about shot shy strikers fabio barini's been the only one for us really who's who's taken that responsibility we've just been talking about that the other players are lacking now i don't think i've spoken to anybody yet who feels he shouldn't be played down the middle is it a definite for you i would have him there <clears throat> i mean I, i've understood why he hasn't been played there because we do have a lot of options on the left is that um, all it comes down to do you think because like i keep saying I, I, like i made the point that it's getting to a, a situation now where i'm starting to think well can jack Arini or even scott or do any worse on the left than Fletcher or Alador is doing up front well you know, maybe it's, it's, a ta- it's, it's a tactical thing as well isn't it I mean mm-hmm. even at Brighton he had yeah, could, you, could you not make a straight mm-hmm. swap thing for Jack Arini? well I, you could you don't get a work rate perhaps well yeah of course you could but maybe he likes having a, a sort of a in theory big sort of physical kind of guy up front or or whatever maybe he doesn't think Barini in games against teams that we need to to win against and create a lot of chances maybe he doesn't think he offers enough in that respect I, I mean I don't see him on a training pitch every week but obviously people will point to that Manchester City game and I know it'll be totally different against Norwich but it was that kind of movement it wasn't just once it was twice and it's on the shoulder and when he's on the left his, his work rate is great and that's fantastic but he's spending more time coming back covering and, and it's a bit like with Johnson when he, he wasn't in form we weren't getting him involved high enough up the pitch now with Barini and Johnson now we do get them involved higher up the pitch but I'd like to see Barini involved when he's involved much more centrally in on goal looking for that movement in behind someone like Key who has got it in his locker to find players it's just the, the movement as we've mentioned hasn't been there I think Gareth Gus Poyet's argument would be because Barini's getting himself into those goal scoring positions and he is generally doing a lot of it by himself from that left area then he's taken you know that's that's something that will be hard to replace as Craig's just said on the left is, is it just down to that because I suppose the way Point would think is you know no, my centre forwards have to do their bit as well I don't want to take out a goal threat from the left he would rather add a goal threat up front it's yeah. not really working <clears throat> though is it well you know I read your bit in the week and I text you afterwards and said yeah like you couldn't remember what you'd written, apparently. <laughs> I could. I just couldn't remember what yeah. order I'd put but, it um, in. Yeah, it must have been a moment of clarity or something like that, and then you forgot again. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. With you, actually, I think you know how, can there be any worse from the left? And I just think you, you put your striker who's going to score you the goal is going to be far more dangerous through the middle than to have two essentially ineffective centre forwards. You can't play for so long with ineffective centre forwards without considering. Having an in, ineffective left-sided player instead, and, and I know what you say about the cover, but Poyet's tactically clever enough to solve that problem, um, to to create a better threat. And I just think maybe he's got to think about. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about now or late after the, we've done the Norwich bid, but about how we're going to change it to 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 make it better to 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 give ourselves the best opportunity scoring the goals that we need to score. Um, in in the in the games until the end of the season. At least you can be sort of safe in the knowledge that Point will be thinking about this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, he, yeah. I mean, that's what he does, but you know, I think the keys in that Southampton game at home, I really do. I think there's something there that it's a that's a you know our shape was good, it was different, um, 
you know, with a kind of like a two split forwards, you know, that kind of false number nine in between float and winger, stuff like that. It was it was good, it was dynamic and it's the movement sometimes that gets you the chances and opportunities that we're, we're quite sort of not really creating enough of at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you change it to that extent in Norwich because like we've been saying, there's an opportunity there to play on the break but the other argument would be you know, if it's not working at all before, then you know, put something in place that's going to work all the time, and that mm. system would work away from home. The one that he played at home to Southampton, um, and you know, I just think there's just time to it's time to maybe think outside the box a little bit. And Do you think, um, Damien, that there's always because Gareth mentioned the formation you played against Southampton in the cup? Now that was interesting because we're seeing we're seeing sort of two setting forwards that game, Scott Gore and Brainy kind of split, and Craig Garner. Again, as Gareth just said, almost played as a number nine, a false number nine that game. Now, when we signed Craig Gardner, he played in that position for Birmingham a lot. We've just tried to play him as a sort of orthodox <coughs> midfield, centre midfielder. It just hasn't worked. He, you know, he isn't up to that standard in the Premier League. Is was does that prove that Poyet sort of views the league differently because he hasn't he hasn't reverted back to that formation yet? We played very well that game. Again, yeah. so a very good Southampton side. So, do you think it could be that could be next in his locker, or do you think he's, he's he will he will continue to play it safe, stick to what he's been using in the league? Well, he talked several weeks ago, probably months ago now, about taking risks, didn't he? And I think the one risk he might have to take is to abandon the holding midfielder, just to get the team further up the pitch. He likes Bridco or Catamol in there, and he's done it consistently. But if he wants to get his team further up the pitch and if he wants to play two up front or, as you say, one and a half up front, um, he might need to push that player further up the pitch. Now, you open yourself up to greater risk at the back doing that, but it does give you more bodies there. And you're right, Craig Gardner is somebody who, you know, does push on, does get into the box late and has a decent finish when he gets there. Whether he's in the kind of form to do it at the moment, I don't know, but... Going back to the original point about Barini, certainly I would I would play him through the middle, whether it's as the lone striker or as a as a second striker. I think you've got to take that risk and go up there because Sunderland haven't scored goals this season, and it's the only way they're going to get themselves out of trouble to score goals. Cleaning sheets, keeping clean sheets, isn't going to keep them up. They need to score some goals. Did Norwich play a high pressing game, Gary? Because uh, Damien's just mentioned there that Poyet likes to use his holder midfielder. The, the slightly different to the yeah. sort of standard holder midfielders. They sort of orchestrate play a lot, dictate play a lot from a deep role. Um, I don't think he's going to yeah, be as brave as, as Damien's making out and, and scrap it, mind you. It would be, it'd be interesting if he did. So Lee Catamon, when he's played there in recent weeks, has become unstuck by giving the ball away because it's a right. it's sort of a weak That's area for Sunderland in our aspect. If we give the ball away there, we're in trouble because our centre-halves are sort of out the equation. Yeah, no, we, but I don't. I don't think he, he wants nature. He he won't press right high up the pitch because because when you play with one striker, you 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 you're, you're limiting yourself to do that. Um, so they, they won't they won't press they won't press all the way up, but they'll they'll, they'll sort of get the halfway and then they'll press really tight there. So I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll try and sort of close the full backs down or the centre backs down when they get the ball. Um, but the, the sort of the second balls when they start when they close down. If they um, your your point about Barini is an interesting one because we we sort of have history with Barini going back to his Swansea days. And uh, I think we all have players who you don't look forward to playing against. And uh, actually, Barini is one of those. Um, and if, if if they played him down the middle, um, you know, there would be quite a few of us sort of shifting uncomfortably in our seats, I think. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's a positive Turner. Turner don't, 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 tell, don't tell Gus that one, will you? Yeah. Is, um, is- is uh, Turner playing for you guys still? No, no, no. Turner, Turner is injured. He won't. He won't be playing. Okay. He's probably up against. Um, well, again, he, he chops and changes. So you're not quite sure. But last week at um, Southampton, it was again. He would have been. Um, Barini would have been up against Yobo and Ryan Bennett. Norbasong. Uh, sorry. Norbasong. Norbasong. No, he was. He he had a. Um, he had a bit of a mare against Stoke the previous week and yeah, dropped. Oh, yeah. right. Um, so um, yeah, so but but Yobo and Bennett didn't exactly pull up any trees last week at Southampton either. So uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know who's going to be this week. Um, but um, yeah, Barini does does <laughs> worry us a bit. But it's interesting now, Gareth, isn't it? Because we're saying you know is Gus likely to sort of pull this pull this wild card out and, and surprises with a new formation? Should he do that? Will he try the one he played against Southampton? But if 
he sort of led, um, spoke for the media after the Palace game and said, "No, you know, it will come. We're on the right tracks. It will come." And if, if what Gary's saying there is true, Norwich are chopping and changing a lot. You kind of almost want a consistent game plan, don't you? Really, mm. because yeah. it could be a game could come a bit muddled if two sides are going in there and chopping and changing and trying new things. You'd rather sort of stick. You know, you know what I mean? Well, it's a risk factor, isn't it? The, the risk factor is for Sunderland to change to something relatively different. Um, you know, that could go into it with the knowledge that if they play the system they know, they can go to, you know, they can go to teams away from home who will come at them at some point and pick them pick them off. The issue you've got, I would say, with from, from what Gary's saying and what seems to be the general perception from Norwich fans, say Norwich scored an early goal, I think we'd be in trouble because I think they'd sit. Well, I don't know if, if I'm right, Gary, but... I feel as though yeah, if Norwich got yeah, one, they'd just right. revert, just go defensive, and then we'd have the problem that we've got at home of breaking teams down. You you absolutely hit the nail on the head there. If we if we did get an early goal, that that'd be something. If we did get an early goal, um, <laughs> yeah, whether 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 that's uh, by design or by default, we're not we're not quite sure. But the, yeah, the, the natural tendency then is to is to is to sit back and to try and soak it up, and and then perhaps you know if if you do get another one, get it on the break. If we if we if we get if we get one, we won't be going all guns blazing for a second. Let's put it that way. Um, when we're discussing changes here, uh, Stephen, like you're saying, Norwich chop and change it. But if I if I if I'm right, I think they change personnel rather than system. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas we won't right. be. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say we would possibly ourselves be changing system with maybe one or two personnel mm-hmm. changes and I think there's a big difference in that I think chopping and changing personnel like no offence to Norwich but I think that's that's more worrying it's the kind of thing Steve Bruce was doing at the end of his reign at Sunderland than if you're tweaking a system but not really changing your personnel much or mm-hmm. you're changing your personnel with obvious role changes like you're saying Basong was dropped after having a poor game and yeah, then he made, he that's made, worrying he made five changes. Yeah. yeah I think that's that's just going Right, these players haven't done it. It's not my system that's not working. Mm-hmm. These players aren't doing it. He is another five players. They're going to do it, and that doesn't work. And it gets increasingly yeah. desperate. I, I personally think. Well, I'm, I'm happy to go along with that narrative. Sorry, Gary. Um, sorry, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was, I think you're right. You made a good point. I mean, we we did we drew against Stoke the previous week, and that, that was that was okay. Um, just one of them was one of those okay games, which probably we should have won and let two points slip away. Um, off the back of that, he then went and made five changes, which surprised quite a lot of people because it wasn't awful against Stoke. He has been awful, but it wasn't awful that particular game. And so, yeah, to make five changes, um, it did smack of a little bit of, probably for the first time, smacked of a little bit of desperation, I thought. And I think I'm not alone in thinking that. And, uh, yeah, as you rightly say, it isn't, it isn't a tactical change. It isn't a change to the system. It's just chopping and changing personnel within that sort of pretty rigid uh, 4 5 1 system. Very, that's very, what, that's what. very interesting, Gary. You don't sound overconfident, certainly in com- in comparison when we spoke here this time last year. Are you not? Are you not confident for this? <laughs> no, um, I must. I mean, to be fair, the home form has been quite good. I, I, I can't really complain. We, we, of our twenty nine points, 20, 21 of them have uh, have been earned at Carrow Road. So there is reason for optimism, I guess. It's just that every time we go away, we invariably lose, and then the next home game becomes a must win. That that tends to be the cycle. But you've got a wheel for it so, so far. You, you tend to win and, those must-win ones, don't you? Exactly. I mean, we we managed to, to get away with that, including one of those must-wins being against Tottenham, which mm-hmm. which is probably and our you got, best. You got a point with, with Man City as well, didn't you? And, and we drew and we drew Man City at home. You see, again, again in another um, another one of sort of similar type game. And so, uh, my, my any any sort of smattering of confidence that I do have it does does come the fact we are actually at home, and um, he just Hooten tends to sort of pull a rabbit out of a hat. When he needs it at home, that, that tends to be the cycle, um, and so that's that's the thing I'm clinging on to for Saturday. To be fair, um, but a lot, I'm, I'm struggling in terms of logic, but that's 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 pretty much it. What I have to cling on to. Will the crowd be, you know, nervous? Do you th- is there a sort yeah, of yeah? There's, there's a um, sort of a that's not even an undercount anymore. There's there's a big hooting out sort of movement, if you like, um, and there's, a, there's an awful lot of unrest. Um, to be fair, to, so far the crowd, you know, in, in in the space of ninety minutes game time, they've, they've tended to stick with the team quite well. Um, but, but it seems a bit fragile, and you just wonder if 
if Sunderland were to get an early goal on Saturday, I'm not trying to talk this up, by the way. Um, <laughs> that, that that could that could you know that could be a difficult situation, I think. But um, <laughs> for the time being, I'm I'm thinking perhaps an early goal from Norwich would then settle everyone down. And uh, but uh, yeah, everyone will be nervous. There's there's no two ways about that. Fascinating lineup. This the more the more you speak about the two sides who sort of need so a win. Fine. With not not well yeah. because two sides need a win. Norwich are confident because they're at mm. home. Sunderland are confident because they're away. Strangely, <laughs> yeah. confident. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, but more confident. That. You know what <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a fascinating lineup. Gary, can we we get a prediction from you? <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, I think Norwich are going to win one nil, and I think that'll be an early goal, and we'll hang on for eighty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, all, that's, all, that's the best I can offer. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm, I'm running short. I'm running. I'm running short of logic. Defeat doesn't bear thinking about Gareth, does it? How, what are you thinking? <laughs> nah. Nah. No prediction. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I don't know. I just. I can't say if it. If I say it, well, draw. Well, I'm going to say a draw because the in, it just invariably always happens, doesn't it? With a these must, with these must-win games. Nil-nil is normally. <laughs> yeah. It. I just. I don't know. It, you just. I you can't do that because that'll mean that'll mean sharing the friendly cap again. We need, yeah, we need a well, winner. We need, we need a winner. You win on a way. No, you won't win on a way. Goal. No, it was nil nil. It was nil nil. Yeah. Do you think they'll have a penalty shootout at the end? <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should do. Yeah. Miss all, all of them. All, as this well. fuss about, all this fuss about the capital one cup. You know. You know which cup really matters. Yeah. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Craig, do you want to be brave enough to give us a prediction? Nil nil for me as well. I think. Nil nil. I'm afraid. I just. Uh, if anything, I'm a bit worried it might turn into a bit of a holder bark. To be honest, really? Yeah, oh I just—it's got a feel of that about it. I don't know why. It just my head sort of spinning here yeah. because I got Gary sort of luring me into a false sense of security that they're sort of really bad. I got Craig thinking we're going to implode like we did at Hull. I just don't know. I don't know what to think really. Damien, have you got a prediction? Do you know what? I, I think I'm probably going to go one-one. I just—I I think I'm right in, in saying that Hull haven't lost at home this calendar year. Um, so I, 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 I go and score a draw, I think. Shall I be the optimistic yeah. one then and, and say we're going to win 1 0? Someone needs to be. I think I'll have to now, yeah. just to sort of cheat. Uh, right, the faces have just dropped in the studio, right? I'm going <laughs> to say 1 0, and that's that. Okay, I want to spend the final five, ten minutes sort of summoning up like we summoning, summoning up. up summoning up <laughs> summoning up the yeah. spirit to win a game summoning up yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like we always do mispronouncing words like I always do as well um, about a professional just, broadcaster it's a good effort I know but I normally read off bulletins it's different mm. how would you read Giroud Start of interest I'd, I phonetically spell them no. ah right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's the way I thought you do you phonetically spell them yeah. or, um, embarrassed yourself I, I, I actually do it for you no I actually do it for you if you're not sure what I mean so Anyway, well, quite good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to do all Yeah, we're, we're, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? Are we recording here? Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, right, just want to know what people think generally about where we go from here. We've touched on formations and stuff. Um, I mentioned the fact that Poyet keeps saying, you know, he, if we stick with this system, it will all come good, Gareth. So, is there anything you want to see? Any inclusions you want to see? Any shift, dramatic shifts in formations or systems you want to see? Um, or like if we lose his game, will he change things for Liverpool? Um, I'd like to see him. I think he'd be pragmatic at Liverpool. By the way, I think he'd probably go to get a result. Um, but just to not like depend. Get, will get it not be point. dictated on how we get on on, on Saturday? It might be, but I think like even a, p- a point at Liverpool, regardless of what happens at the weekend, would be a good result. Um, but yeah, I think as I mentioned earlier, I think I'd quite like to see us have a look at this Southampton system. That we played, and maybe not necessarily Gardner in that advanced sort of like top of the diamond, false number nine, whatever you want to call him. I might be tempted to have a look at Jack Arini in there, have Johnson drifting from that right hand side, so that where like Jack Arini was playing from the left, and then have Brid cut in, covering, and uh, Key. That that would probably be something I'd be interested in looking at because I mean Johnson scored the majority of our goals. Barini's a threat, and I'd give Scott Ogo because Poyet said has himself. He, has he shown? No, has he shown? I mean, but how, it, But you know, he's brought him in. Um, if, if we talk, I mean, 
one criticism we have of George Altador, not sorry, one not one criticism. One thing we see normally sort of sticking one up. One of the criticisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one thing we normally stick up for him is by saying he looks good players when players get closer to him. So if you're going to play two up front and Barini's going to get closer to him, would that? Oh, not it's work? not really two up front, though. No. It's like it's not really two up front. It's like kind of you know what I mean, Craig. I it's know what you mean, but I'm well, just you know I'm just. Uh, yeah. I think if you, if you go with Altador as part of it, it becomes an orthodox front two. Yeah. I think if you and I'm not saying Scott was perfect or anything, and I think it could be a case of possibly right signing, maybe not right signing. We, we can't know that now, but definitely it's looking like wrong timing. You need someone to come in and make an instant impact. Because, I mean, Berigny, they were, they were sort of swapping places and stuff against yeah, Southampton. The movement the between them was good against Southampton. I mean, to be fair to Scott, he's played, what, four? He's had four appearances, two as sub. He played the two cup games from the start. I mean, they were all abject against Hull. He played well. He played well in the, in the, uh, the home game against Pal- uh, not Palace, um, Southampton. Southampton. I just think... And, and he said himself, um, Poet, about Scott Rowe. And that, when you see, I know it's YouTube and all that, but he looks like the kind of player who might just do something. He might do nothing for 80 minutes and then, you know, stick one in the top corner from the edge of the box. The problem is when he was doing well in Argentina, he was dynamic and quick. It was movements there as well. But he looks like he's running through tar. He looked mm. tired yeah. than, I don't even know, is that even a word? Tired Anyway, he looks more tired than um, <laughs> than any of the ones who'd been playing for the full game on the weekend. And I was surprised at just how out of sorts he looked, like completely like unfit to me. But at the same time, we'll run. That this is the problem. If you want to tweak the system, we don't have a great deal of options. We do have some players like Jack Arini's there, but it's it's not a great wealth of, of choices. A lot of midfielders that are all like for like, really, with slightly different attributes. I think Gardner. I mean, you Bruce mentioned it. You mentioned it in your bid, Stephen. I think Gardner becomes an option because of the fact if he can't get through, go over, and mm-hmm. he can go over from the edge of the box. He can hit one from that's thirty well, yards. That's literally all he brings to the table, yeah. Damien. Isn't it? But can, at least you know, you at least at least there's goals the in it, it. When, when you play to his strengths like that. Well, he's he's one of the more more potent weapons when he when he's within distance. I, th- I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see Barini through the middle, whether that's by himself or playing off Altidore yeah. or playing alongside Fletcher. But what I'd l- also like to see, just for a change to see if it works, get Adam Johnson playing on the left wing. Let him give it a different angle. Um, I'd, I'd just like to see wingers played on the correct wing and going on the outside, getting the ball coming back across the keeper. It might make a difference. It might not. You know, do it for twenty minutes in a game. I, I know they do sometimes switch over, but you know, perhaps it, you just perhaps need to mix it up to get to to present a different problem. If you played, if you played Scott Rowe, Barini, Jack Arini, and Johnson, well, you'd have fluidity. Mm-hmm. I think that would that's what it give you. Like, I think you made an excellent point, Craig. For once, <laughs> I think Cheers. you made an excellent point when um, you mentioned about if you play out the door, it be automatically yeah, becomes yeah. an orthodox four four two. When if you play Barini and so or he has to go wide, the focal point and the shape would just be yeah. like a, mag- a magnetic shift around Al- where he. Oh, plays same with Fletcher yeah. as well. Altidore, well, in Altidore's de- defence, if you like, he did play from the left at, at Old Trafford in the yeah, League Cup. Bit, yeah. it, it isn't something you want to no. see happen again, particularly, but. <clears throat> that air kick in particular. I think, that, I think it was more of a that was more of a um sort of like an overall tat it wasn't that he was gonna be a massive no, from that position. It was just more of an extra of a, outlet yeah, to get the ball yeah. out, yeah. But it was interesting that he was there uh, shunted to the left. I w- you're not gonna Adam start jo- Adam Johnson ones on the on the left's an interesting theory because not something anybody's really mentioned because no. Damien's just brought up there and I mean, we were saying earlier that should you put Barini up front? Who would you put on the left? I suppose nobody's really thought about Ken Johnson on the left. It's a problem on the yeah, right. Yeah, doesn't yes, it, it would be. I, I, but, I suppose. But again, arguably. you know, like Jack Barini possibly. But he does. He, he's not going to play them on on the right side. Ball so, the I was just saying, Damien. Don't you think maybe that? I see what you're saying about that. But do you think maybe one of Johnson's main strengths coming from that right hand side is? That that's almost a tr- his trick in a way that he could go outside. Goal, he yeah. could go inside. Absolutely. Whereas when he's, you know, he's going to go down the line when he's playing from the left. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, d- I do know what you mean, but his default at the moment seems to be to come inside. Mm. So that's equally predictable. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he's not exactly getting to the line and getting whipping balls no, in. Exactly. A lot of the balls are coming from deep as well, and all we work it back across, back out, 
through. The, we like to play through the middle. Mm. It seems a mm. width to the box. It, well, it's an interesting echo at the weekend because well, we did more yeah. crossing. It, it was an interesting echo of of the Decanio, the game at West Brom, the end of his era, um, and I was there. And I remember saying to my friend at the time, "Yeah, it all looks quite good." But they were playing a lot of these like sort of angled balls in, like you say, like left footer cutting in or Jatterini cutting in on his right, and playing these. Bit, they have to be pinpoint, and the person on the end of it has to do something remarkable to take them down. And I did notice there was a bit of that going on, and that is a worry because that isn't playing really nice football and then a nice through ball. That's playing a, a ball for thirty yards or so in the air and expecting someone to pull it out of the air and finish it. That, that's not going to win your games. If you're going to play deep angle balls as well, I think you, your man through the middle has to be Barini because he's got the quality movement to get off the shoulder and get in the gap. We he saw, did we play saw. in that West Brom game, actually, and it, he, he was the one who was Need coming get, off the shoulder, but yeah. he, it was just impossible. It's a tough, it's a, it's a difficult ball to play. I mean, it's an option, but you don't want to play it all the time. Mm-hmm. But Barini would give you the option through the middle of that, and he would give you other options. He's as the well. one who's got the runs, hasn't he? If you need a centre forward, yeah. if you're going to play a one up front, your centre forward would need to have good runs. And the one that spring, uh, springs to my mind is a goal against Southampton. His consolation goal with a brought about two one when Johnson played a ball mm. and Barini made the run, mm. beat the offside trap and scored. So, you know, when you're weighing things up. Damien, it's got to be, he's got to go through the middle, hasn't he? He's got to. Well, he, he looks like the man most likely at the moment, definitely. Yeah. So you you want your your most potent weapon in the the place of maximum mm. point of maximum advantage yeah. or whatever the uh, the phrase is these days. Yeah. I just think they've absor- exhausted all the options, and I think the the fact we're playing there's no stubbornness here, is it? Well, Managers we, like to be stubborn, yeah. don't they? But I think. If Peter mo- Reid thought everybody wanted somebody to play yeah, in a certain yeah. position, mm. he, he deliberately wouldn't have played them there. <laughs> At the moment, it just feels as though that Fletcher and Altidore, and it sounds as though Fletcher's going to be out for a little bit, doesn't it? I mm. don't know if there was any update on that. But it's just it's becoming a case where it's like, what's the point in either of them? Like, <laughs> want to be, But it is, though. <laughs> I, know, I agree with there you. There has I to agree. be a change, doesn't there it? There has to be. He has to, make a, he has to make a change through the middle, and then, like, like you were saying, Stephen, in that piece you did, you know, worry about that left left side berth. It's vital that like you got someone through the middle who's going to cr- score the goals, and at the moment it's just you know the other two. You feel like if you're going to be deficient in any area of the field, you'd rather be you would there rather be on the left at this enough. stage yeah. of the season. Yeah. Well, say you just went orthodox, like and stuck with his system, and he put Chatterini on the left. I still think you've got a, an issue maybe with who the third central midfield player is, because it's funny you know on this podcast you you've cried out for the three-man midfield and I've always thought it would maybe help cover the deficiencies of some of the players the problem is you end up with three well all right Key's good I like the look of Bridcut I think Catamull's all right as well but you're ending up you haven't you're accommodating a player who isn't very good to play three men in midfield so you play Larson you play Colback occasionally does it Mm. And you think maybe maybe you need to think about abandoning that orthodox three, like you were suggesting, Gareth. The only the only and I mean, at the apex of it. One of the main reasons we cried out for the three man midfield is just because we were getting overrun in the middle, and in yeah. the modern game, it's important. I just think that playing, we were playing a midfield pair under the Canio, and we were so far oh, away I from totally the mix. Agree, and yeah. I think I think that reverting to the three man midfield has has a lot to do with that, um, and it's. It's just taking that extra step, isn't it? And but like it, you say, that comes down to the quality of the players, and we just, just don't, don't. We just I, don't does have it, them. Do we? Does it turn the system? Even though we're keeping the ball now, instead, it's turning it fairly defensive by keeping the ball. And it's not the defensive football we had under O'Neill, but it's hardly breathtaking attack and stuff. And I'm not saying that's what it needs to I be. Think that's just down to the lack of players again. Uh, uh, Individuals. His Brighton team weren't. Massively high goal score, and you know, the hey, Craig wants poet out already. No, that isn't what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying I think he's shown enough, and I think he's shown enough that he's he's actually more intelligent than that Brighton spell showed. Maybe he isn't this stubborn, I'm gonna stick no, to this. Of course not. I think he knows the nuances mm. to the game. I just wonder whether what whether it is the lack of quality, it needs to change because we're not going to score goals playing like this. What would what about you? What would you do, Damien? Like if you so if you take your back, are you going for the back? Say, what would your front six be? What would you do with them? <laughs> so you got six. Nothing like putting someone. You on got the your spot. front six. Say, 
I'm just wasn't on the agenda. No, no, I'm just, I'm just curious because obviously you watch the game from a different position. You know, you ride up in the gods now. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting because so like what you've talked a lot about, Paul, you had different shapes in his teams. I'm just curious on what you've seen when you've been a lot of the home games. Do, do you know I'm, I'm a bit of a dinosaur? I like four four two, and I think players are used to four four two. I don't like four two three one or four five one or four three three or whatever it is, unless you've got the personnel to do it. And I think they definitely need somebody up alongside the main striker, whether that's floating behind or, or definitely on a in a striking two. And I think to do that, you've got to accommodate it. So whether it is the the holding player who goes, or whether you you know, risk it with with you know a, th- a three in midfield. Um, I I don't know, but he's got to find a system to score some goals. I mean, that at the end of the day, that's 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 what he's got to it's do. Just, it's just whether he sticks or twists now, isn't it? Because like we say, we keep saying, I'm sure he's got other systems and he's locked. I mean, he's played different formations since he's been here. But I'm just thinking, you know, just what he's saying in the press that you know, have patience, have faith. This will come, you know. It, it might do, but when he's got better players who are more suited to playing in the style of football he would mm-hmm. like us to play, and it, it is coming back to it because we could throw any number of systems. I agree with you, Damien. You could chuck three at the back, five at the back. Ultimately, it's the same set of players, and mm-hmm. if they aren't good enough, mm-hmm. we, we, we could go through loads of systems, and there's always going to be two positions that we're struggling for. If you play Barini on the left, it's your striker. If it isn't Barini, if Barini's up front, it's your left-sided player, and it's the third central midfield player. Every single time, it doesn't matter what you do. There's those two, two key positions that are going to be a problem. So do you just, you know, throw caution to win in that sense, like you say, and say, well, there is. That's where the problem is. So you stick Gardner in as your third term midfielder, or you stick Jackarini left, or you put Jackarini as your as your third centre midfielder because he's score. He can score goals. I don't and put Scott O in because he's a a forward who can surely good in that. He had his best game in that. Sort of system in that sort of withdrawn sort of outside. He was like an outside left, really, wasn't he, or an outside right, depending when. Well, that's kind of what happened. They played in those sort of roles and swapped. I just feel as though personally, that's a way forward for me. I think they should look at that because that's probably the best we've played in a game aside from the League Cup final recently. I would say in the last sort of six to eight weeks, I think that's the best team performance we've had. Mm. I'd be interested to see if Jack Arena came in because um, I wonder how much of that was a management technique leaving him out of the squad. But he said he said twice. That I comment on this. Him. He said like a few. It was like a couple of months ago. He was like, "Oh, Jack Arena's really important." I know he's sat to be like on the bench and stuff. And then he hardly's played, and then mm. it's happening. He was left out <laughs> completely, and then it's like, "Oh, he's still an important player." And it sounds like Jack Arena, you know, does have a pretty decent attitude. And he's quite professional, but he will be disappointed. Like Poyet says, like he he can't get in. He's probably looking, going, I could probably do a better job than Colbach or Larson or Gardner in that middle of the park. He'll believe that. It's interesting with him. I think maybe the the main reason he doesn't doesn't get picked is it comes back to the decision making. Mm. Of any of the players we've got, I think he's one of the most expensive in possession. He takes more of a risk, but in really weird positions. Yeah. Now. At this point, though, as we keep saying, maybe it's somebody like that who's a bit of a maverick who might create you a goal out of nothing. It'd be interesting, Damien, when you say four four two. Like, how would you if you did if you went four four two with these players? Sort of, who would you go in those those positions? Because it's it's a tough one. It, it is a very tough one. I mean, would would Barini and Fletcher fit together? I mean, I would say they're probably the two best finishers of the club. Um, although Fletcher's form isn't showing that at the moment, but you would think Barini off Altidore would be more natural, or Jacarini in behind it would Altidore. Work on, in theory, that, that partnership. Because well, Altidore likes people playing at close to him, doesn't what it? What about someone Barini up front and Jacarini behind him? Hmm? I, I mean, he, that's he, where Jacarini played well. I mean, he did when that four-four-one-one. Yeah, yeah, he did. And Johnson has played in the hole before. Of yeah, course. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's something I was championing last year, but I think you haven't mentioned your Christmas the, tree for me. No, yeah, I'm still a fan of the three-five-two or three-six-one. Some managers of have this season. Some more managers. Yeah, I mean even Steve, Steve Bruce. Bruce. He listens. He, he, he well, Maverick. One promotion <laughs> there with that with that system, but I think I don't know. I think it. I said before. I think that that sort of system gives you fluidity. Um, it solves a problem there. You can play. You could sort of play Barini through the middle, 
and then Johnson and Barini inside as a sort of two behind. Then you've got you could have Key and Cat. Uh, sorry, Key and Bridcutter, Key and Catamore, and then you've got your issues. You your wing backs, I guess. I guess you'd have Bards. Well, actually, Bardsley and Alonso. I mean, Alonso mm, would probably do all forward. right, and Bardsley would probably do okay there. And then you could have what well, Brown or Sh- or Shane and Virgini, which I don't think I don't think that would be a bad thing. But just not sure I, how that would make us more of an attack. Not, not That's the only problem. But I'm t- what I'm talking about is getting. Can you get the players who can do some sort of damage in the areas that need to be to do the damage? Yeah. And like like you're saying, the person like you, you're absolutely right in that. The personnel's the issue, but I guess the issue then is you can't just go. Well, the per- the players are crap, so. Nah. Oh, well, we're not. I'm we're not, not doing saying, that. I'm not saying you do. No. I'm not saying you're doing yeah, that. But I know, I know. that it's either you do that or you try and utilize the players you've got again in a different way. Is he going to go back to the drum block completely? He's never shown any clink. Actually, no. He played three at the back when we were at Holloway and we we. Got that nil nil draw. Down nine men. Down yeah, nine there men. wasn't enough players. Adam, John, <laughs> Adam Johnson as a wing back. It did. It worked all right. I think Bardi moved inside, didn't he, and played as a centre back. Can't really remember it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, but do you know what? I don't think he's going to tear it up. I think no, it's going to be no tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. Tweak what he's got, and there might be subtle changes. But I think what it, what he goes with, what he likes, is what he'll go with. That's yeah. probably the right way to go as well. I mean, if a manager's got an idea about how he wants to play, that's a way it should go. I haven't got a massive problem with the way it is at the moment, but like personally, but because I'm confident in that Poyet's got the 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 ability to 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 keep us up. I do think he can do it, but the more and more games that go by that you don't win, piles of pressure on, the gap gets bigger. You got more ground to make up with less time, and it's basic. But if if it doesn't work the next couple of games, you might have to do take that risk. Mm. Four up front. <laughs> Loaded <Okay>. in. <laughs> Bardsy yeah. is like a Libro playing from right back, like marauding about. But Desena does it from left back. Yeah. Is anyway, they're yeah. just going off on some yeah, weird yeah. ramble. Yeah, yeah. Desena <laughs> plays up front, doesn't he? Sometimes we're going to yeah. wrap this up before it goes off on a tangent. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Um, I dread to think what our mood's going to be like next week if we if we go to Carriage Road. And Carriage Road. <laughs> Carriage Road. <laughs> See, it's having an effect already. My like, God. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think it's time we all went now. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Over and out. We'll